A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, I'm going to tell you why Edge disappeared after WrestleMania 37. Is there any validity to the claims that Keith Lee is going to be released by WWE? Are WWE about to release some wrestlers from NXT UK? And WWE are on the verge of bringing back a classic. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. All right, let's kick things off with an update on Edge. Edge hasn't been seen on WWE television since WrestleMania 37. Where is the guy? Is he injured? Are WWE holding off on, on maybe bringing him back until fans return? What's going on with the guy? It's none of that. It was just some scheduled time off. Uh, Sean <laughs> Ross Sapp reporting as much during a Q&A session for Fightful Select. Uh, the person who asked the question specifically mentioned injuries and potentially holding off until uh, crowds come back. That's not it. It was just a plan, some plan time off from a guy who, when he came back to WWE, it was kind of always reported that this was going to be the case, that he wasn't going to be an every week guy. He was going to be an in and out kind of guy. More relaxed schedule because he's like 47 years old and he's had like 7 million surgeries. You can kind of understand it, right? It's an understandable situation. So obviously he won the Royal Rumble this year, came back, returned to television, ended up challenging Reigns for the Universal title. Daniel Bryan added to that mix and then Roman Reigns pinned them both simultaneously simultaneously at WrestleMania 37. There's no word on when Edge will be back on TV or what WWE will have him do when he does come back or if he'll be tethered to Raw or SmackDown. He's appeared on both this year as well as NXT uh, for a guest appearance, um, but more consistently on SmackDown. So uh, yeah, that's it with Edge, man. Doesn't seem to be anything wrong with the guy. Just taking a little bit of time off before being cycled back onto TV. You've got to imagine for like... If you're WWE and you've got crowds coming back a month yeah. and a half from now, you probably hold off, right? Well, this is WWE. You never bloody know. They <laughs> they never they can't help themselves sometimes. But I completely agree, Andy. Yeah, this has sort of worked out quite nicely because I feel like Edge still being around after WrestleMania would have muddied the waters with the Daniel Bryan and the Cesaro stuff. Uh, and I think, yeah, absolutely, when fans come back, it's going to be intriguing what they do with him in terms of how they present him because... I mean, listen to the reception he got at WrestleMania, despite the fact he'd been a bit of a git in the build-up. Yeah. <laughs> it's fans reacting to Edge being back in a wrestling ring, which they only had, like, what, a couple of occasions to do that? And that was last year, if I remember rightly. So I don't know whether they're going to bring him back, whether they're going to bring him back as a baby face, maybe even on Raw. Who knows? But... um Maybe he's going to be, I think he's going to be back in and around the title picture around SummerSlam 
one on either brand and I can't wait to see it because I thought he was he gave a great account of himself at WrestleMania and yeah, he's just a, a great ace to have in the hole in terms of fans coming back and giving them something to cheer about immediately. So I can't wait to hear that reaction. Um, but yeah, all, all sort of coming together quite nicely for WWE there in terms of have some time off and when you come back, fans will be back and everything's slowly getting back to normal. Uh, from Edge, let's move on to talk a little bit about Keith Lee. Some wild rumours doing the rounds recently about potential WWE release of his. But don't worry, that is officially a load of bollocks. That is according to, no crap, just Sap, Sean Ross Sap of Fightful Select. Uh, been informed by WWE officials that he's not been cut by the promotion. Of course he hasn't. Um, he tweeted the following off the back of this rumour. WWE officials and talent have both confirmed to me that Keith Lee has not been released, debunking a vague rumour that was gaining steam uh, this afternoon. And Keith Lee was also responding over the weekend to a tweet where someone tweeted him saying, Dude, what's next? And he said, Good question. Unfortunately, only time will tell, my friend. Uh, it's a shame he's not been on TV, but he could be another one, Andy, when crowds come back to get a huge reaction. Yeah, Keith's situation is so strange. Because um, obviously you've heard of the medical reports, the reports from Fightful, I believe, originally stating that he was off television with a medical issue. Um, maybe there are other factors in there as well, who knows. But if it is a medical issue, it's obviously his information to disclose. Keith, please. Um, I would like to see him back on TV sooner rather than later. It's now been over three months since he's been on WWE. I lost my sentence there. Since he's been on WWE television, um, but you can see why a rumor like this might gain steam because WWE have been cutting people all over the place recently. Uh, Lee hasn't been on TV. He's also quite ambiguous with his tweets. Uh, mm -hmm. Like there was one the other week where he was like, "Today could be a pivotal day" and all of this kind of stuff. So I'm glad he's still employed. Obviously, that's a good thing. Uh, it sucks that he's on the sidelines, but I hope uh, soon, sooner rather than later, he is ready to come back. Because I miss him. Call it, really. call it wishful thinking, but I could easily see him coming back and immediately winning money in the bank. Or it being like straight after Helena Cell, Bobby Lashley being like, well, that's Drew McIntyre dealt with. Yeah. And then Keith Lee shows up and goes, surprise. Yeah, I'm going to kick your head in. Because he's that's the position he needs to be in. And to be honest whether deliberately or unintentionally or like you say due to medical issues that he's been off TV I think fans hopefully would have slightly forgotten the wayward booking that he suffered uh, a while back Andy yeah, for sure, especially if there's a live audience. I mean, the guy's really popular, um, and I think he's going to get a great... Re I'm all over the place today. I think he's going <laughs> to get a great reception in whatever he does next. Um, yeah. Release-adjacent story here, uh, coming to us from the Matt Men Pro Wrestling Podcast, stating that WWE may be considering another round of roster cuts uh, with the NXT UK brands potentially in the crosshairs here. So uh, there are some wrestlers on that roster who are WWE maybe are considering trimming. Um, there's no word on who that might be and we won't speculate on that. That would be ghoulish. However, it is noted that the likes of Walter, Kaylee Ray, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, they're, they're fine. They're going to be safe. Yeah. Um, of course they are. They're very prominent on that brand and have been pretty much since day one. Um, so it's cutting season pretty much in WWE at the moment, right? We had the April releases. We had Samoa Joe, the Iconics, Mickey James, uh, that group of wrestlers. We had more releases last week. NXT 
uh, Drake Wirtz, uh, who else do we have? Vanessa Bourne, uh, Jessamine Duke, a bunch of people let go. And then the next day, of course, Velveteen Dream. Uh, the first round of cuts last week were attributed to budget cuts, um, but Velveteen Dream, the reason for his departure, was not reported on or disclosed. So... It's clear that WWE is going through a process of trimming their talent pool. NXT UK has thus far remained unscathed. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it's the same situation it always is when you're cutting people during a pandemic and everything else. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we've gone through this 10 million times before. We won't do it again. Sucks when people lose their job at any time, but particularly in the middle of this. And, uh, yeah, we'll bring you further updates on this situation as and when and if it develops. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to talk a lot more about this. Uh, And I don't have an issue necessarily with WWE trimming down quite bloated rosters across the board. But as you allude to there, Andy, it's cutting season, but it doesn't have to be. They do not need to save money right now. But WWE is going to WWE. And I mean, why should we be super surprised at this point? But in better news for WWE fans... I think I've willed this into existence, as you alluded to before we started filming, Andy. WWE are on the verge of bringing back the Million Dollar Championship. This, again, uh, courtesy of the Matt Men Pro Wrestling Podcast. Genuinely one of the best podcasts out there that isn't ours. Uh, Andrew Zarian reporting this, though, saying that the belt could be back for the Million Dollar Face-Off. If you're not watching NXT, get back on board just for this storyline. There's a Million Dollar Face-Off this week. Ted DiBiase and... It carries down, baby, to the moon. I can't believe this is actually happening, Andy. This is actually, genuinely, <laughs> really good storytelling from WWE. Celebrate something like this, because it doesn't come along very often. Confirmed the Million Dollar Man watches the channel. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you specifically mentioned exactly this? <laughs> Obviously, we're not taking credit for the idea. That would be ridiculous. No. But uh, it's just, it's fun. It, it's cool that this thing's coming back in. Cameron Grimes is a fun mid-card sideshow guy. Uh, the, the Ted DiBiase stuff has been fun mid-card sideshow stuff. Uh, you know, not everything needs to be this huge, game-breaking, super serious mega title program. You just have some fun on the mid-card and have a laugh every now and then. Uh, I've enjoyed the content from it so far. Looking forward to seeing the Million Dollar Championship back on TV. I guess the last time we'd seen this belt would have been around, what, like 2010 when Ted DiBiase Jr. was kicking about? Yeah. Um, it was brought back for the Ringmaster back in the day. Uh, DiBiase originally had it from like 1989 to 1992. Virgil took it off him for a while. Yeah. So yeah, there's all kinds of fun stuff you can do with this. Why not bring Virgil in as well, man? Who cares? Let's do it. Why not? What's his name in <laughs> AEW? Soul Train Jones. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, let's do it. Let's do it, man. I love the fact that our editor Ben Roy is now just putting together a montage of Ted DiBiase Jr. holding that million dollar championship. 100% he's doing that right but, now. I but I think as well with, with Cameron Grimes, as much as it's as funny and, and entertaining what he's got going on with Ted DiBiase, don't forget, he's a really, really talented wrestler as well. So this isn't just like, oh, let's put something on a guy to make him interesting. It adds to his character whilst adding to the fact He's just mint in the ring and he merits this. And I think I'm really excited to see where the storyline goes. Uh, they've sort of done quite a lot of the whole, oh, you're rich, but you're not the million dollar man sort of thing. So this just seems to be the natural progression. But let us know your thoughts on it in the comments section down below. And we'll move on to your Twitter questions at WhatCultureWW. Of course, if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, first question today comes from Sean Acklin, who says, do you guys think that the special counsel can be as iconic as the advocate? Obviously, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are two different personalities, but somehow Paul Heyman makes magic with both. Yeah, he most certainly does. He's one of the greatest pro wrestling managers of all time, going way back uh, to his time in WCW and elsewhere. Um, 
it, it takes time is the is the thing um you know Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar were or are maybe they'll still be together when Brock comes back who knows they were together for a long long time stretching back to Brock's debut in WWE um are Paulie and Roman going to be together for a similar length of time I don't know. It all depends on how how long they give them together. I will say that they've been excellent together. Um, I mean, this Reigns character is just... It's pretty much everything people wanted from Roman Reigns all along, and it's paying dividends. And they're off to a tremendous start, but it's not really uh, something that becomes clear until five, six, maybe seven, eight, twenty million years down the line. <laughs> I will say this, yeah. I, th- I think when he first came in, they were just like, oh, you just you're just doing the advocate thing but I, I do love the dynamic that they've got there the yeah. fact that Roman Reigns doesn't just use him as a mouthpiece he, he almost is like a hype man for Roman Reigns he just backs him up uh, and I love when you see this on occasion when Roman just snaps and murders someone there's that look in Paul Heyman's eyes where I felt like you know not that he could just boss him about but I felt like he could control Brock Lesnar he could tell Brock what's to do and from the moment he came back and destroyed Bray and Braun it's always that a little glint in, in Paul Heyman's eyes. You're just like, oh, I don't know the monster that I've created and I'm not sure I can keep a leash on this one. Uh, but I, I think it's already getting up to the levels of the advocate, if I'm, if I'm perfectly honest. I can't wait to see that dynamic, particularly with, uh, one would assume, Paul Heyman quietening down crowds so that they can hear from the head of the... T- it's just going to be wonderful when crowds come back. I'm absolutely buzzing for this in a few months' time. Uh, Matsuda brings us our second question of today, saying, is WWE getting lazy with their TV matches? Because it just seems that they don't do their finishers as much on TV to win a match than on pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, I think they've been lazy with their TV since WCW was purchased by Vince McMahon. But no, honestly, like, they've never had that motivation to not be lazy. I mean, even now, you know, AEW is emerges competition, but, like, Dynamite last week did 800-odd thousand views. Raw is still doing more than double that. So, yeah. you know, there's there's levels to that game as well. Um, yeah, no, they absolutely are. Like, the average episode of Raw, I think I did ups and downs the article, the written one, the other week, and it had something like five out of the eight matches had crap finishes. Yeah. It's like, that. it's one of the biggest reasons why it's quite hard to invest in WWE TV, because when you get a big match, when you get a Drew McIntyre, versus Bobby Lashley on TV, you know it's going to end in rubbish. You know it's going to be a DQ or a distraction or something. So to answer your question, yes, 100%. They need to find out smarter ways to book if they want to be a wrestling promotion than that content company, which is pretty much what they are. Uh, And they need to instill that trust back in their audience. And not like every match has to be what happened at WrestleMania Backlash, but surely they should learn a little bit from Cesaro versus Roman Reigns in terms of the fact that Cesaro lost and lost nothing in the eyes of the fans by losing. That is how you you book your baby faces to look strong in defeat. And in, and a word on those uh, that finisher aspect to your question, Matsuda. Yeah, they just sort of don't really spam finishers anymore. They've gone to the opposite end of it. of just like hit some signature moves and then maybe if you hit a finisher, that's when we'll do the music interruption or whatever. But it's it like it feels like 50% of the time uh, it's it's just a surprise roll-up as, as Miller obviously alludes to week in, week out on, on yeah. ups and downs. And yeah, it's, it's infuriating. Um, it's lazy, it's boring. Yeah, it's got no yeah. balls. Book with balls, come on. Exactly. Uh, final question today comes from Roger Petrov. He says, morning, goats. Morning, Roger. Oh, uh, thank you. If there was to be an inter-brand draft with every major promotion participating, as well as all of the rosters up for grabs, who should be the first pick? For me, it's close between Reigns and... And Omega, great shout, Roger. Yeah, yeah, both of them would be great first picks. But I'm a businessman, right? 
and I want to I want to get the person who's going to boost my business the most. Um, who is that person? If you book him correctly and not in a way that makes the audience just loathe every time he shows up on TV, it's Brock Lesnar, baby. That's who yeah. I'm going with. That's who I'm going yeah, with. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you there. I think you know Reigns and Omega make make a lot of sense. Obviously, you know you're going to mention people like Daniel Bryan and, and to a certain extent uh, Seth Rollins, of course. Outside of those obvious ones that I would pick, and not this, call me biased, not just because he's genuinely my best friend, but I would actually genuinely consider if I was running a promotion, first pick Maxwell Jacob Friedman and MJF. He is a star of the. He's a star now, but he's a star that you can build your your company around for the next. Well, he said it himself. What 15, 20 years? Yeah. I think he's just he's just a magnetic presence on TV. <laughs> he's, he's, people often forget That's that with all the crap that he talks. He's also really good in between the ropes as well, Andy. Yeah. Crap that he talks. I've only heard MGF ever speak the truth. What are you talking yeah, I'm about? Yeah, I'm, I'm just obviously. I, I'm, just, I'm just all the trolls on on Twitter. Anyway, uh, speaking of trolls on Twitter, uh, no, I'm not going to give her that because she's far better than that. Uh, today's and finally is Britt Baker hanging out with Meredith from the office. I'm not sure if we're allowed to play the footage. <laughs> so if you, if we can't, if we just can only show a screen grab of this, uh, go and check it out on her social media. More members. Of, this is two of my favourite worlds colliding, Andy. Andy, I want I want Stanley in a major wrestling promotion yesterday. Yeah, I want Andy Bernard chewing up on this week's episode of Dynamite. Why the hell not? What a crossover! Singing his own entrance theme. Oh my god. Oh, dear. oh imagine the imagine the heel turn. Sorry I annoyed you with my friendship. Cheshot <laughs> <laughs> Let's know let's know more booking for members of the office in a wrestling promotion in the comment section. This could be a load of fun. Let us know. Uh, also, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Got the re- Raw preview coming later on today with me and the Dudley Boys, of course. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch right there. Follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... You can follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for help. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. For now, my thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.